What's up, Black Love fam and first time fam? We're getting ready to go man to man here on the Black Love Podcast Network. I'm David Wazicki, General Manager of Black Love, and I know you're going to love who I'm talking to today. But first, I have to give a shout out to Target. They've been partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of Black talent. And one of the ways they're teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in their Black History Month collection. And you know their Black History Month collection is fire. You see it everywhere, all month long in February. You can't miss it. All the designs are dope. So I'm really looking forward to that HBCU flavor that they're going to add into the mix. Winners of the Design Challenge get access to networking opportunities, mentoring, and more. So we got to support this. It's truly an outstanding opportunity for up-and-coming Black talent. So please make sure you check back during Black History Month to see the latest winners at your local Target. I know I'm going to check mine out. Shout out, Target T1307, right here in LA. You know I'm going to be there Feb 1 checking it out and see what's going to be featured in their 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. All right. Today, we're going to talk to a man who, I mean, there's an endless list I'm about to run down, so I'm going to try to keep it short. Man's a musical genius. Yes, you are. Award-winning educator, activist, advocate for peace, author, Focused on the importance of recognizing your own affirmations, probably most importantly, a fa- um, if I didn't say father already, father, husband, man of love. That's what I see this man as. And I'm so excited to have him, so excited to be able to speak to him today, excited to get into all the things. So before I get too ahead of myself, let's get man to man with the Kariga Bailey. What's up, brother? Yo, David. Peace, King. What's good, man? <laughs> How you feeling? I'm feeling better now. Feeling better now. I'm, I'm already picking up on your energy. Already picking I'm up with on it. the vibe. I, I'm with it. I wrote down, um, as you listed off a few of the attributes, that I'm also one learning how to rest in, right? I'm learning how to sit in it. Instead mm. of doing that learn modest deflection, like, it ain't time for that. Like, sit in the agency of the affirmation of the power that you find. So I'm a, I'm a sit in that. But I wrote down man of love, and that gives me the operationality for today's man-to-man conversation. Man of love, I dig that. Yeah. No, I love it. That I mean, that's what I see. That's what I felt when we spoke on our first man-to-man IG live. And yeah, it, ever since then, that that's all I see. That's all you radiate from being on Black Love, being on After Love, being on all the things with us, being out in the world right now, spreading love for your music and poetry and affirmations and fatherhood. And it's, I mean, it's a trip. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Trip. For real. For real. <laughs> and and again, with you, I, I feel like because of that, we can just go down so many roads. I want to, however, get you man to man, blue check certified. So it's that time. Bet that. We got one question that I ask everybody to get that approval. You ready, Kariga? Let's rock with it. <laughs> what does masculinity mean to you? Masculinity, to me, it describes servanthood. 
Mm. You know, you're you're an agent of safety. I think that when it's defined only as physical safety, however, we miss a huge part of how we can show up as protectors, right? That's emotional safety. That's making sure the people around you are emotionally safe um, and physically safe. So it's a servant. Yeah, you're an advocate of safety. In its most balanced form, it recognizes the power of the divine feminine. Right? It, it, it's not yeah. seeking to be separate from that. It understands its interdependency. Yeah, so it, it totally acknowledges, affirms, and seeks that balance. I love that. I love that. So no two people have ever said and given the same answer. And I knew I knew your answer was going to go down that road a little bit. So I appreciate you for that. I'm I'm glad you kind of led down that road because that's you know, that's something for me, you know, I don't like um giving people an answer to this question, but I, I do believe that what you mentioned, divine feminine, being able to channel both be able to understand the dichotomy of these two energies that you have in yourself that there is a masculine and feminine energy in everybody absolutely however you label yourself regardless of how you label yourself they're both there and it's just understanding how to tap into it is what i what i believe gets to define you and gets to define your masculinity or your femininity yeah, I really, I really do wish for all of us to experience the power of both that's within us. You dig? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you got the blue check. <laughs> ah, you got the blue check. <laughs> so that, we in there. That, that. I'd love to kick this off with something. I mean, there, there's a couple recent things, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down down uh, both of these paths. The first being Erica Badu. <laughs> Opening act for the oh, queen man. Erica Badu. I, oh, listen, man. I love this woman. I was, I was one of, still am, still am at heart. I go back into my neo soul. Like neo soul was my era. Mm-hmm. Like I think as we get older, <laughs> we always have that one era. For me, it was Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Maxwell, D'Angelo, all those cats. That that's that's vibe. my bag. That's my that's vibe. A whole, that's, that's a whole all vibe. day, <laughs> all day. Put on the incense. <laughs> kick back five yeah, yeah. out <laughs> Good times. So, so when i saw when i saw you mention and make that announcement that you were opening for erica i, I mean how did that feel and i know music is such a big part of what you do and your being man how did it feel it was surreal from the the first word that you heard in my set even before i approached the stage was jesus right <laughs> this is the ill part. Like this is the first record. It starts. That's the first word you hear. And yeah. that was a totally new way for me to enter a space, a show, period. I like to try to create the context for people to have a relationship with my perspective, philosophy, experience without trying to introduce or indoctrinate. But it wasn't time for that, right? Like just name that this is a show post-pandemic or mid-pandemic, however you define the timeline. But to even be able to gather, right, is a phenomenon, a miracle. Um, and folks were just willing to receive miracles differently than before. Sure. But uh, how did it feel? I remember the 
the first lyric of my set, I say, memories, they don't live like the real ones do. As soon as I said ha. that, ha. I knew it was, I knew it was on and cracking. It felt <laughs> so electric. Yeah. I felt my body alive. Um, mm. This was my first time back on the stage in some time. And I'm performing all new music, right? Oh, wow. Okay. All new, all new music. And it was separate from my soul development composition, right? So this is, this is new music, new players, new relationships. Lauren Adams, so Lauren was still by my side. She's also on the vocalist in Soul Development, but her and I have been creating music differently than Soul Development Fold, and she's been featuring on my projects and I featured on hers. And okay. It was just so right. The best way I could describe it is coming from the creation phase of this music, you start to identify with the music and then you try to create a set from this new music you're creating to see what people's experience is going to be to this, to this newness. Right. Sure. So I didn't have any armor in terms of like, I know this is, they, they're going to rock with this. Like this is one of the crowd favorites. Right. Like this is that hit. This is yeah, yeah, exactly. The only song they may have known was no weapon. Right. Which came off of the praise of an angel father album. The one I released after Kamali was born. Yeah. So there's only one song that was out that I performed and everything else was brand new and they were feeling it. Yeah. I remember (laughs) it was a trip because, you know, you're doing crowd control, you engaging, you emceeing and I have massive crowd control, but I'm able to look into people's eyes Mm. no matter where I'm looking in this full venue, I can make eye contact with people and it's tripping me out. Because they're locked in. Yeah. And I remember looking at Lauren like, yo, this is a trip. Like I can, yeah. there's a, there, are, there are hearts being connected to. That set is about love. It's about empathy. It's about grief. It's, I'm storytelling in a very curated way. And I get to this uh, part of the set where I'm inviting us to love from the margins. Love the least of us, the left out and the looked over. Right. Mm. Mm. And uh, I'm looking at folks and it's, I'm making eye contact. People are touching their hearts. And I'm like, yo, wow. they're, they're feeling this. Yeah. And this is of all presentations. It was just profound, bro. It was profound. Like I can still remember the feeling, the size, the sizzle, the LED screen behind me, right? Like this new curated experience as I'm standing as Kamayu and Kamali's father. Got a babysitter that night because I needed Felicia to come <laughs> with me. I, I couldn't roll to no Badu show without Fee. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. The t-shirt you're wearing speaks to it. <laughs> it's it's really uh it's really true to how I see uh, my lived experiences, mm. right? It's not a gimmick. Fee is strong, and if anybody has ever got to sit in a room with her, you know how strong she is. Like <laughs> she she has a strong presence. She has a strong a strong voice, even though it's not loud. It's strong. She selects right. her words so carefully, and it's so it's a clear shot. So yeah, straight up, Fee is strong. And yeah. <laughs> Kamali is strong. <laughs> but yeah, the show, like, just imagine, man, like, coming from what we coming from, the grief, the time away from the stage, the time away from making music. Yeah. No desire to perform music, no desire to have to say out loud. Like, I couldn't, I could not imagine myself having to be an entertainer through some points of my grief. Entertainment was the furthest thing from me. And I still value that people find entertainment in what I do, but I don't have to show up as an entertainer, right? Right. I can show up as a man of love. And the way I ride with music is just an experience. 
And it's happening, bro. It's really happening. <laughs> I'm going to tell folks like this. If you've been rocking with me for any of these years through poetry, through music, like go ahead and let folks know that you've been with me from the beginning because it's about to be a lot of new fans, a lot of new mm-hmm. listeners, a lot of new people searching for this type of love and light. And I just want, you know, the home team to know that y'all still got me. That's beautiful. Through your music, um, you know, you referencing soul development with Felicia, with your crew. I mean, I, that was, was, is essentially the mm-hmm. safe space, right? Um, yeah. You know, th- through your music, through all of these ensembles as being able to speak to the issues. So what you just highlighted where you said you didn't have to show up as an entertainer, you show up as Kariga, man of love, and you're able to address these different issues I don't think we spoke about this last time, but how did soul development, pun intended, develop <laughs> into yeah, yeah. into this this vessel that that's able to speak to social justice, love, hope, grief, and all the things? Like where where did we even get to this place? This is a trip. Soul development was born out of a chapter of grief. Here's the illest part. Uh, I had a solo project, okay? That album was called Peace King. And it it addressed love for ourselves, love for the identity, uh, love for black people. Um, and then a black man killed my brother before my album came out. I, I'm telling y'all the truth. So this was so challenging because I didn't know if I still could be Peace King if I believed in any of that shit. Right, right, right. When it when it go down like that, I remember feeling so unworthy of the identity I was pursuing because I felt like at that point it was a farce. Revenge yeah. was far more on my mind than anything else, than any community repair, safe space. Yeah. None of that was on my mind. So I it, it was this it was this duality that I had to learn, right? So I'm I'm creating this project and each year I would come home to Sacramento. Uh, I actually started off with poetry and bookstores, like all these venues, and I kept outgrowing these venues, right? Mm. Until I was able to book these bigger venues in the city when they learned what I was bringing. It's just that no one had ever seen it, so they didn't know what to call it, right? And <laughs> I built, I would bring a band to give a live experience. And so these folks and I had developed close proximity. Um, develop love for one another. And these were the same people that were willing to hold me uh, when I lost my brother. And I needed the show now to have a more healing agency. So I never forget uh, somebody came and was like, yo, this is like, <laughs> this felt like church, right? <laughs> and I was tripping because we in the middle of the club. It's a club setting. There's a bar, there's a venue. We go from social justice addressing the inequalities to taking a look within self. And before you know it, right, the audience is holding hands and it's a, it's a prayer happening. And my daughter's wow. like, hey, Reg, I don't know what you're doing, bro, but I felt <laughs> it. So we put soul, together, soul development together um, out of that need for the live experience to have healing power, mm. right? The MD, Damani Rhodes, he was a childhood friend who played at my brother's funeral. And he told me, if you ever need me for anything, I got you. And that was the beginning of like a seven-year installation, like just right up to the pandemic. 
wow. where we were creating this music together. Brittany Tanner, uh, the lead vocalist, we met in D.C. during our D.C. days. Her voice was always so powerful and medicinal when I would hear her perform in her solo capacity. So I asked her, you know, what would it look like if we could combine and create this music together? And then we moved to Oakland, right? Uh, and so then, and then that's when Lauren, who everyone knows and loves, Lauren was me and Felicia's sister at Hampton, right? They were music majors together. So when I moved to Oakland, I said, Lauren, we have a performing arts school. We're opening. I know this is your passion, your background. Can I get you to move back to the Bay? She was in Miami at the time, but she's from the city. She's from San Fran, Filmo. So I'm like, I got an opportunity for us to get back to Cali. And Lauren came. And that was the formal yeah, cohesion of soul development. It is and was and still remains this, this iteration of story and music and healing. And just also, right, like I love the fact that that composition is me and three women. Right, right. Okay, it's it's taught me so much about what you would call the world, the way the world shows up in the industry, uh, what creates visibility, how to empower the voices of the women who stand beside me, who are around me, how to create that power and representation, um, how to be an MC in it all and let it all breathe and move. It gave me just a level of depth and insight and practice. And also just like having to live through a world that was socially changing as yeah. it pertained to equity across all genders and presentations. So mm-hmm. I was like a you know front row seat being able to learn and see the way the world was shifting uh, to include the voice of women, right? That was powerful. So Absolutely. we still rock. We still create. Uh, Lauren and I just released this fire September uh, cover of Earth, Wind & Fire, but Lauren made this fire arrangement. Uh-huh. And it gave me a chance to also speak about what September means to me and my family. So we still create together in many different ways. <laughs> it's dope, man. It's really yeah. is. I mean, it sounds dope. What you, so um, soul development, Felicia, what whatever, what you're all touching on collectively are in so many different areas. But I feel like there's that, again, there's this unified vision, this unified energy if you will, that you're distributing, whether it's through your poetry and affirmations as an, you know, as an author, whether it's through your music, whether it's through, you know, solo, whether it's through your interviews, whether it's through your podcast with Felicia, whether it's through, I mean, all the things, right? Like everything, what's beautiful and what I always acknowledge when, when I see something from you is that everything is interconnected. Everything's interconnected. Everything. It it all had to do with me finding my purpose, like knowing who I am. And no matter what my occupation is, I know what I do for a living, right? And the goal is to have whatever I'm occupied doing be consistent with my purpose, right? Your mm-hmm. occupation is just what you're occupied doing. So right. I would like to think that we all deserve to be occupied with purpose, so that's why all these things overlap in such a way. It, I don't know exactly what, like how to describe. I haven't seen it before. Maybe we'll look at it in my lifetime and just kind of see. You know, I know that I'm a storyteller. Clearly, clearly, <laughs> right? I do know that. I do know that stories move people. But it, yeah, it's just profound in many different iterations. 
uh, the story shows up. I also learned not to have to force my story into one particular genre, one particular medium. Right. And I learned that from music because it just gets so challenging trying to put it all in a song, put it all in the set, put it all in the album, especially when you're operating at the level that I'm operating at. Although I'm laughing because <laughs> it's about to change. But, <laughs> you know, it's the music industry, however it defines itself, it hasn't seen um, what I'm coming to do. I mean, I personally, I, I don't think it's seen what you've brought to the table already. <laughs> and and this is being honest. And, you know, I look, I'm a, as we grow in this relationship, albeit so far, it's it's been virtual all the way. And I cannot wait until I feel your energy in person, brother. But um, seriously, but from our interactions, from the music, from the affirmations that I have on my phone since we spoke last and it was released, like for it, like it hits. I I mean, I have goosebumps again because (laughs) those words hit. (laughs) Just let it be clear. Anybody who has not come across the sole affirmations available on podcasts and um, available on Spotify, excuse me, and I'm sure some other streaming. Everywhere, 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 everywhere you want it. Please go find it if you if you need that daily inspo that that extra kick of of uh, to to like just get down to the spirit. Whew, mm. That's it. Like I like I said, I have goosebumps right now because I'm thinking back to these words, brother David. This is so powerful, man. Seriously, this is so seriously. Pow- it's so powerful. It's a it's a powerful design of words, and even look where the affirmations come from, right? Like mm. this, if anybody who gets their hand on the text, you'll see that I acknowledge that the investigation of these things started shortly after my brother was taken from me. And they continue all the way through the birth of my first child. Like the investigation hadn't stopped. And I got with my uh, music director for soul development, Damani Rhodes. You'll hear a lot about him. And we had played a show in Oakland. Felicia was pregnant with Kamayu. Okay. And I was like, I want to create this affirmation project. At the time, I was teaching in the classroom, so I was trying to create a tool for my school so that the parents could have something to listen to as they dropped the students off. I wanted to invest in them even before they got to school, right, with these words. Yeah. And we recorded it while we were pregnant and had the courage to finish it after our loss. Because I saw the world experiencing grief and I couldn't sit on what I knew would add value mm. to finding the love in grief. Right. Yeah. I just couldn't withhold it. Like Kamayu had to touch the world. But it's a trip because I saw fit to like, hey, I'm gonna put an affirmation album out. What? A what? Yeah, I just yeah, <laughs> I can't not do it, right? Like let's right. let's create art in a new landscape, right? Mm-hmm. Let's tell stories in a new landscape. It's a powerful design of words. Um, it's a trip because like I often, Felicia often reads my text and I read her text. She wrote a soul affirmations for mothers who are investigating grief's process. Right. And right. although it's for mothers, I tell her all the time, yo, there's so much game on these pages that speak to humanity, not just around mother, father, or even parenthood. Just period. She put game on those pages. Hmm. But I told you her voice is powerful. So yeah, her yeah. precision of words are so clear and so profound 
right? I, I sometimes I want to run upstairs and be like, hey, look at this. But it's her book, right? It's, <laughs> it's her book. But it's, just, it's just that fire, though. It, it really yeah, is. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I think it's, a, it's exciting to think about that. You know, David, I want to give us some understanding really quickly. Yeah. As we talk about, like, this role in art and this role in music and, like, how I can so comfortably exist around the voice and leadership of women mainly black women, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say how much I appreciate the space man to man and addressing more parts of Kariga, the full being, the man, not just the person who knows how to blend and hold space for everybody, but hold space for myself and my experiences as a black man, right? My experiences in this country contextualizes, you know, children of immigrants. There's a lot of nuances Absolutely. into how I see the world and how the world sees me. And my solo endeavors has really largely in part been supported by a collective, a family, a team called Grand National. Grand National is an ecosystem here in Oakland, the Bay Area, right? Okay. We span across Think of it like a creative community uh, storytelling agency. Okay. So it includes, you know, not just music, photo, film, just really powerful storytellers. But there was a community of brothers who were checking on me uh, locally here in Oakland concerning my grief. There were artists that I knew, but our conversation had nothing to do with music for like a whole year. It was just like checking in on me. And okay. pulling up on me, mm-hmm. coming to the backyard and seeing how I'm doing, going on bike rides with me. If I just like, look, the only way I can talk today is if I'm moving. So we got to go for a walk. We got to go for a bike ride. You got to go for a run. I can't tell you how I'm doing sitting still. I promise this. I can't articulate it right now. And the brothers will really pull up on me and spend time, right? Spend like quality time. Something really fascinating before Felicia and I began to create the podcast with Black Love, people have been telling us, you know, you guys should podcast, but we knew nothing about it, right? We knew nothing about that world, how it works. Sure. And one of my dear brothers, Monty Draper, who I know to have a podcast running it somewhere upward of like 170 episodes, right? But Mm -hmm. he, he reminded me of me. Like if somebody I can identify with. So like podcasts at that time, like other people were doing it. I didn't see representation of people like me. Sure. So Monty was doing, I'm like, you had a, you know, 170 episodes. Like maybe I need to ask you a question. Like, how do you do this? What's the right way? Is there a wrong way? Like, how do you tell the story? And after months of checking on me, phone calls, pulling up on me, spending time in the backyard, he brought by some podcast equipment to the house. So Felicia and I could demo figuring out how to tell story. Hmm. So he brought a whole podcast set up studio to our house in the living room because Felicia wasn't comfortable going in public yet. She still needed the safety of her home. So I had began making some uh, journey outside the home, but Felicia was still very much in the home, wasn't ready to be seen, wasn't ready to interact with the public. Okay. So um, after she recognized that this brother was safety for me, I asked, would it be okay if he came 
to help us learn how to podcast. So he brings his whole equipment and Felicia and I sit down to do like our first demo episode. And he just has this very stoic look on his face. And he's like, I've never heard anything like this. This is beautiful. Just the way you guys do it. It's beautiful. Starting where you start. He said, it's, it's such a breath of fresh air because it doesn't sound like the packaging we're used to that we were told podcasts should sound like. So to have storytellers as clear as yourself, tell your story where you start. I love it. That gave us the confidence to go forward. So Monty was also like one of the first people to believe that we could essentially have a podcast, right? Then you have a dear brother of mine, Kevin Allen, who's a phenomenal artist as well. Also, Monty's a brilliant recording artist and producer, as is Kevin Allen. But Kevin Allen is a top-tier photographer. Much of the photos folks have seen of my family, especially of Kamali, uh, Kevin has taken. He took some of the early photos of the pregnancy, he and Adrian Walker. But So he was like my documentarian, a brother in the neighborhood. We live near each other. And I used to see him at the lake with his daughter. He has a number of daughters, but I'm talking about the youngest one, Savannah. She's about three. So seeing him at the lake with his daughter was one of the coolest things I ever saw. Because <laughs> I also knew him as an artist, but the lake is like the water hole in Oakland. Okay. Okay. You don't have to be the public version of yourself. You can be the family version of yourself at the lake. Right. right. So right. let's just say no matter the level of celebrity, whether you're talking E40 or Mr. Fab or whoever mm. you want to think of in the Bay Area, too short. Like the yeah. lake is where everybody goes and you can be the family version of yourself. Like folks will still see you, you know, give you a nod and respect you, but they're not intruding because it's the lake. Yeah. So Kevin was always at the lake with his daughter and I just thought that was fly. Right. Like, damn, one day I want to have my kids at the lake. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm naming these brothers in the agency because they showed up for me. And I'll tell you more about Brookfield Deuce and some other amazing storytellers. But they showed up for me with no requests, no ask for returns, just like about my wellness. And I needed black men to have more in-depth conversations about the challenges about the rage I would feel in my body, mm. about the, the need for me to have to still provide for my family in some way. And I also just needed them so I could express my faith fully in a way that didn't dismiss my wife's feelings. So I would often have my faith and my wife would have her feelings and they don't sound the same, but I know how to be present for her feelings. But I needed somebody to say, hey, look, bro, it's hard, it's crazy, but this is what God is doing for me. And I ain't bullshitting you. This is really happening. Right. So like what, what Phoebe maybe didn't see is that for me, having to, the idea of being a provider, especially in the case of my wife had a major surgery and a major loss, right? I didn't have a surgery. Right. So having to be a provider in some way, and when things change and employment change, me still being able to be like, yo, I know life is hard and I just took my biggest loss. But God is still providing for me because I know that that's supposed to be my job, right? So in the days right. that I'm not able to do it for myself, I'm still being provided for. And I just needed somebody to say, hey, this is happening. You dig? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my brothers would really pull up on me and, and I got to go into some of the, the depths of my being, things that the public didn't have much conversation. You take the black love conversation, it was based on the reality of like my role to provide safety emotionally and otherwise for my wife. 
And the world loved a lot of maybe what they got, but there was more to Kariga, right? And we heard some of it on After Love. Right. But there was right. more to me that begged to be asked. And these brothers did that. So big ups to my Grand National family. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Before I get into this next question, I've got to mention something. Target is partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of Black talent. One of the ways they're teaming up with HBCUs is through their HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. I think that's pretty dope. I think the Black History Month collections are pretty dope. Not only are they on full display every single year, but you know HBCU students are going to bring it. So I'm excited to see what's coming out in 2022. So fam, check back during Black History Month to see the latest winner's designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. Let me touch on something, a recent celebration that you had, because you're 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 touching on, you know, Black Love Doc and then After Love. And, you know, or essentially for those who don't know, if this is your first time experiencing Kariga Bailey, I know it won't be your last now, but on top of that, just understanding aside from the unfortunate incident with, with his brother, there's also the angel parent aspect and you recently had a celebration uh for Kamayu September. Mm-hmm. And before we got on, you you know, you were expressing you didn't know. How would you get through it this year? I mean, I, I'm sure look, just this experience alone of being angel parents, the day to day from my perspective, from my POV outside looking in is already challenging it enough. And now we, you know, we get to these birthdays and these, you know, celebratory or what should be celebratory. And I know in the grand scheme it is, but as again, in the human experience, it's not always that easy to say, oh yeah, we're just going to, you know, celebrate the life of, because there's so many emotions, experiences, and experiences for yourself, experiences for Felicia, experience collectively, experiences now as, you know, dad to another child. And I mean- Please, if you can just just touch upon this recent ex- experience. Totally. So Kamayu was born September 30th, okay? And it's a really unique time. Let me just say, mm-hmm. we got the season changing. You know, you got fall, whether folks feel any seasonal change or emotion change in the season. Yeah. But October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. So she's born September 30th in October, shapes this experience, shapes this narrative. We didn't know that right after she was born. Hell, I didn't know what day it was for real. It was a blur for time. Sure. But she's born September 30th and September 30th fell on a Thursday this year. And Monday, Felicia and I were in therapy and it was just a really hard therapy session. It was like, She's trying her hardest to say how she feels, but it's hard to articulate. The words are still locked up in her throat Hmm. at the reality that she's having to approach year two, but also that she doesn't have plans for year two. So year one, we had plans. There was 
to almost nothing else we could even see ourselves doing. So we were just trying to get to something. Sure. And we were, we had a documentary draft that was just coming out. It was just, it was just so much to like commemorate and understand. Well, year two, there was a thought that we would know what to do because we did year one until you find out that like yesterday ain't today. Right. Right. And year one ain't year two. So even though you thought you did well year one, it does not provide reference for year two. And Felicia's having a hard time experiencing that, especially uh, she wants to make sure that she's present for Kamayu, but having to be parents to Kamali, mm-hmm. right? Kamayu's mm-hmm. younger sister is one, she, she, she's, so, she's so incredible. Uh, she's so incredible. She has a huge personality, way bigger than any of us thought was coming. <laughs> and I say like at this age, they change like every 10 days, you get like a new little person. But this was hard because Felicia felt like she was not going to be present for Kamayu. Only Kamali, her child that's here, and she did not like that feeling. Sure. But she also grew up with less siblings around and family than I did. So I know what it's like to grow up in a big family. And sometimes like your birthday, you'll know your love, but it may not be a big deal, all depending right. on where you right. fall before or after a holiday, yeah. where the budget is. Like, yep. But I've seen many <laughs> of these. And so I knew how to have peace with like, you know, little as much with love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was still hard. So I remember in that therapy session, I just said, you know, I'm going to pray for miracles and wonders because I also remember not knowing how to do year one, but we did it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to rest in that space where I don't know how to do it, but I know it will be done. And I'm going to record those miracles and wonders as evidence mm-hmm. that the love is going to get us through. I call that out on Monday in therapy, mm-hmm. right? courageous call because it didn't have a perfect resolve and I wasn't trying to disregard Felicia. I just had to make some sense of it for myself. Miracles and wonders are what I asked for. I'll make this as quick as possible. I go for a walk Thursday. I'll go for a walk Wednesday. This is the day before her birthday. It is, the emotions are thick. We don't have plans still and that's hurting our feelings. Sure. I go for a walk with Kamali. Kamali and I usually do about two miles in the morning and I get her back to her feeding but my emotions were running high. I'm crying. So we do about 3.2 on the walk. On the last lap, not the lap, but I, I went further than I usually go. So I went around the pull-up bars. Uh, OG sees me and say, hey, man, ain't you that youngster from Black Love? No lie, yo. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's me. He stopped what he was doing. He's like, listen, man, me and my wife probably been uh, together longer than y'all been alive, man. But you just keep loving, man. You keep teaching. That was a powerful episode. I just want to say thank you. So I told him, thank you for speaking to me because I prayed for miracles and wonders concerning my daughter's birthday and her birthday's tomorrow, right? And I'm like, oh, this right here, this is our new baby girl because he doesn't follow on social media. I'm like, this is Kamali, but (laughs) Kamali's her big sister. I dapped him up. I kept walking. Lauren calls me. I want to tell her about what just happened. But another elder is approaching me and Kamali's starting to fuss. So I got to sit down on a bench. I sit down on a bench to hush her. and Somebody looks over my shoulder and he gives me like a thumbs up, right? His name was, this is, I think it was Cesar, but he gives me a thumbs up. Then he comes to tell me he's proud of me and I'm doing a good job. And mm. then he challenges me to do a better job every day for the rest of her life, mm. right? Whether that's with your money management, time management, he just gives me these lists of things, these targets that I can hit. We talk, he prays for me. He shows me this list of things that he's writing in his phone to like self-improvement. Okay. I go inside my diaper bag and I give him a copy of Soul Affirmations, right? Ah, He's like, wow, yeah. you're even coachable and teachable. That happens. 
So these are miracles and wonders are literally happening the day before her birthday. Felicia calls me and says, uh, where y'all at? Because we have an app. We, we have an app that tracks Kamali's feeding time, right? And I'm usually yeah. back by feeding time. And I'm like, well, she got a little fussy. I need a longer walk. She's like, okay, I'm coming to you guys. Felicia never joins us in the middle of a walk. Okay. I'm like, perfect. I can tell you about the miracles and wonders I saw on the walk. We proceed to take another two miles to talk because the emotions are running thick. Someone pulls over, almost like runs up the curve, like, oh my gosh, I follow y'all. Y'all are such an inspiration, right? And I know it's your baby's birthday coming up, so I just wanted to just see y'all and just love y'all. I just finished telling Felicia about two miracles and wonders, and now she witnesses yeah. the third with yeah. those things give us a break to help hold what we couldn't define. So that night we decided to go to Target to buy a candle for her birthday because we want to be at least intentional about the candle. However, when we're there, Felicia decides to pick up like party plates and napkins. We have no party. We have no guests. We have no invitation. We have no plans. Sure, Felicia sure. buy the table setting. Uh, and then she buys some balloons. So I'm putting Kamali in the car seat at 9.55. Tart closes at 10. I run back inside Target to see if they have a helium tank. Why? I don't know, but I get a helium <laughs> tank. They have sure. one left. I grab a helium tank. We get home that night. We set the table. We blow the balloons up. We create a festive atmosphere for us to come downstairs the next day, right? To walk into the flowers, the sunlight, yeah. Yeah. the balloons. This is how we plan to start it. We don't know anything else. Right. I wake up to a text message at 4 a.m. roughly. It's okay. a friend of ours, Angel, in DC. She mm-hmm. says, "Bro, I need you to be up to receive a delivery. It's coming to the door." <laughs> okay. I go <laughs> down. I make it to the door after the delivery is there, and there's a birthday cake waiting at our door before we ever even left. All Felicia wanted to do after we set the table, she's like, "Damn, I wish I would have got a cake, mm. right?" Mm. And she tries to look for cake that night. But she can't find any cakes because everything is closed. But she wants a good cake. Wow. So she's yeah. like, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll see who has a basket cake. There was a cake waiting at our door before any of us even woke up and decided we needed one. Amazing. So that's the type of birthday we had, miracles and wonders. And then I did, and then one of the homies hit me up. I have the graphic shirt that says Baby Bailey Girl. A year ago, a partner was like, hey, I got a new shirt business. Uh, let me make some shirts for you. I'm like, oh man, I appreciate it. He's like, I'll, I'll I'll grab that image offline and I'll do something with it. This is a whole yeah. year ago plus. Yeah. But the yeah. pandemic comes, we don't see each other. So he reaches out to me like, man, you still want the shir- shirts? I'm like, absolutely. He's like, okay, I'm going to add something new to them. Under the Baby Bailey Girl image, he adds the infinity loop with a heart. <sighs> Felicia has been signing Kamayu's journal for the last two years with an infinity loop and a heart. And Stop. no one has ever no one has ever seen a page of that journal. Stop. <laughs> I'm the only person who's ever seen a page of that journal. This brother has mm. never seen it before. Mm. DM on her birthday, the morning. Hey, bro, I got these shirts if you need them. So I had a helium tank, right? Yeah. And I had balloons. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, bet. We're going to sing happy birthday here. Then I'm going to drive to SAC and I'm going to give my family these shirts and we're going to have a balloon release on my mother's lawn. That's how her birthday went. 
no plans to know how to get through it. And every single thing we needed was there. Mm. Every single thing. Mm. We weren't short of love. Mm. We weren't short of light. We weren't short of joy, tears. Every We felt it all and it all happened. Came together so beautifully. Bruh, it's so beautifully. <sighs> Listen, I think... <laughs> For the work you've done <clears throat> on yourself, family, for the love and energy that you bring to people through all of the experiences and all of the ways to hear this story, I'm, I'm only going to say, well, I'm going to take back the word story. This is not a story. This is a testament to what you do how you impact people, that you're going, clearly you're going down the right path. But you, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the phrase right now, but I'm a big believer in energy exchange. And I truly believe what you all have been putting out, all of you, Kamayu included, especially, <laughs> mm-hmm. what you all have been, you know, what you all uh-huh. have been putting out this should this should not even come as a surprise but i am so <laughs> it's so beautiful to hear Bruh. that that it 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 manifests and it justifies mm. what i know to be true mm. wow so energy so, exchange yes so energy exchange man this is like uh, one thank you for sharing this i needed i was so looking forward to this interview <laughs> mm, yeah. because i had all these experiences and i have a journal that holds them right i documented the miracles and wonders and, it, yeah. and there's more and it just blows your mind but i went from telling felicia about them mm-hmm. to her and i seeing them together right 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 two of them happened on the walk without her and everyone witnessed one of my favorite miracles and wonders we're releasing the balloon on my mother's lawn. I told you, you all know about my brother who passed. When he yeah. passed at the time, he drove a 2000 um, silver 745. Okay. You know which one. Put it in your oh, head. I know. And get the visual. I know it. Exactly. I know it. <laughs> I know uh, it. <laughs> when we are just about to release the balloons, and I have it documented too. <laughs> A seven, a silver 745 bends the corner right in front of my mom's house. I look at my brothers and they know exactly what I'm saying. My dad is like, wow. Mom, everybody in the family is like, yo, this is... But I was telling them about the miracles and wonders. So now we all had one that everybody can identify as this car just bends the block and just drives off. And we all saw it. I have a joy about growing up the way I grew up taking the losses that I've experienced, like, you know, being mischaracterized, misjudged the way I have, experiencing the margins the way I have, and I still have this much beauty, this much joy in a life that's worth living and obviously still budding beautifully. Beautifully. I, I, I love that, that this is my experiences um, and my, my, the goodness that I believe of us isn't framed only by privilege. I've actually learned it. I've learned this hope. I've learned this joy. I've learned this love from the margins. Right. So that's why I fully believe that like, there's room for us to be well. There is room for us to investigate 
um, our thoughts and feelings and, and then surely start to observe the miracles and wonders that appear, right? When that intention is set. I was so looking forward to this conversation. One, because I remember the magic that you and I shared on our on our IG conversation. Yeah. But I needed a place to bear witness so that this doesn't get lost in yesterday's news. Right. So it doesn't get lost in silence, you know, uh, yeah. or lost in some other global happening that may not be as beautiful. We've been having a lot of angst and discord in the world. So I'm so glad that I got a clear and open day to say that these beautiful things happened. I'll, I'll add, before we got to my mother's house for the balloon release, I learned that friends of mine in Sacramento experienced the loss of their two-year-old to a very unique brain cancer, okay? Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, Huey was profound. My brother saw videos of this two-year-old reading books, like reading several books, counting to 300. Wow. Just an absolutely gifted child. From what I've learned from the parents, this type of cancer only attacks those rapidly developing brains. There's mm. a very few cases recorded. Mm. Their service was on October 1st. Okay. Kamayu's birthday was September 30th. Yeah. And yeah. we learned about the service the night of Kamayu's birthday, my older brother was there helping to set up. He called me with tears in his voice and just like, bro, just, just calling you because it's hard to set up. So Felicia and I are on, it's the birthday night and we're trying to make room to figure out if we could even be in another city early. You know what it's like leaving with a, a new child. It's like, I don't yeah. know what targets we can hit. Right. But long to the short, um, we made it to their service before Kamayu's birthday party at my mom's house. Wow. So we pull, we go straight from Oakland to Sacramento to their service. And then we proceed to my mother's house. Hmm. Being able to be together without needing to have answers, explanations, or even sharing our experiences, just being present is profound. And I always look to serve before I advise. I look to serve before I can say, because what can you say to a parent who lost their child? There's no words you hold. Even if you yourself have lost a child, you don't have words. Right. right. This is this child. This is their parents. And you just make space. So Felicia and I and Kamali being able to show up was so, I remember how scared I was the night before. Like, how do I show up? Right. One, sure. I want to make it, but how do I show up? Sure. And then we just reminded ourselves of what we know. Right, presence is profound. It's not about what you say or do. So we we got together and we learned that they have a daughter, Sage. Her name is Sage, and she's just one week older than Kamali. So <laughs> wow. what we get to have is a bond around our second children and them being so close in age that although we haven't spent time with these parents before, we have so many similarities that we can spend time and having to take care of the children is not an excuse for us not being able to be present together, right? We can even take care of our children together. right? So just about, as I think about man to man, I just want to um, send my deepest love to Michael, his wife, Dominique. And he said, right, I don't know what I need. I don't even know how to say what I need. And I'm like, for sure. But I wanna just have the courage to lift him in love as well. 
right? Um, the yeah. world is happening fastly all around us. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all around us is happening. Uh, but every every experience with grief is an opportunity for love, right? Yeah. Every experience with grief is an opportunity for love. And you you said it yourself, right? This is I'm a man of love. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, man. I just man to man. I, I looked forward to this space like none other, man. This is my first time being able to talk about my weekend. You know what I'm saying? So Oof, I, I appreciate all of this. One, I'm glad we can provide this space. Two, I'm 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 glad things led up this way, mm-hmm. where you could have this kind of space to to be able to express um and leave it open. I, you know, I, I think with these conversations, I think with these sort of experiences, I think with you sharing these type of experiences, my always hope coming out of these conversations and being able to now distribute and and kind of kind of transmit <laughs> these energies, if you will, and these conversations and words and and feelings and emotions that there are other people, man or woman. Uh, because I know we have listeners of both, you know, that you can pick up on this, you can take from this. And I hope you can, you can yourself be able to open up and, you know, it doesn't always have to take a podcast. It doesn't have to take, you know, certain types of folks to be able to be vulnerable and open. I mean, you express it yourself with the miracles and wonders that, that unfolded over that weekend. And inclusive of, you know, go- going to this service, and and now you now you have this this new set of family members, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that you mm-hmm. that you chose, that mm-hmm. now you can experience within the dynamics of parenthood and and having you know your daughters and, and around yeah. the same age, and I mean a week yeah. or two off, and and be able to have these experiences. I think there's something to this thought of always being able to look to, I want to say this in the right way, but it's not going to be perfect. We're not perfect, but just being able to look to the possibilities of, I think, I think that's what I'm trying to look to say. Well said, well said. It's healthy to be able to have that door open. Mm-hmm. There are, lived experiences and often chemical imbalances and other things the mind can do yeah. that a lot of folks don't know that that door of hope or possibility is even open, right? It doesn't right. exist. Everything is dismal. So I enjoy being able to create a canvas, a conversation in which we remind folks that there's another door, right? The the door of possibility. And I just want to say, whether it's podcast or however folks are finding room to tell their story, I just want to encourage folks, every space I go where I share my story, I want to encourage you to share your story in some way, um, whether it's mm-hmm. the pages of a journal, whether it's an audio recorder on your phone, a voice note, um, a video, whatever you can do. It's not even also just about like how far the story gets or how many people listen. It's an awesome reminder for you on where you've been. Life is going to happen at an at a, an amazing rate, and you can't remember all the details of the day. So right. tell your story, however you can. I've learned so much about storytelling over these last couple of years, and I've been able to work with some amazing storytellers. Right? I mentioned Soul Development. I mentioned Grand National. I talked about mm-hmm. Monty Draper, Kevin Allen. 
I also want to list Brookfield Deuce, who these are all great writers and recorders, but everybody's also willing to play another role. And Deuce was the director for the No Weapon video, right? And I remember him getting here earlier than anybody, even before I was ready. And he was just here to serve, right? He helped me in such an amazing way. I've never had a video shoot where I was that comfortable. Like I had little to worry about and a story was told, a really huge story, right? This was like the beginning of the next chapter. Here comes Kamali and Salvatore, who's been the lead documentarian. Before we share, I also just want to let you get a look at this real quick, David, because we've been telling stories for a minute. And uh, this right here oh. is, is, an, is an Emmy Ooh. for, forget this. <laughs> this is for Outstanding Achievement in the Human Interest Long Form Content, right? So we have a documentary, Dear Beloved, uh, and also loving and celebrating my brother, BJ McBride who was the director of this film that mm. told the story of the mothers that we've been working with. I was challenged to write some music for this project and working with the mothers. So like, I'm just encouraging folks to tell that story. You said the, the record industry at large hasn't figured out what I'm doing, right? I just want to say this for a fact. We received an Emmy Award for a production that only had 4,000 views on YouTube. Wow. Say that twice, right? So it shows me... <laughs> It shows yeah. me that what we're creating is necessary, even if it's not necessarily popular. Right. Right. But it's necessary. It's very necessary. And I think the the truth will find the light. And firstly, <laughs> number one. Number two, do not keep that thing in the box. Celebrate your blessings, Kariga. Oh, for sure, for sure. It was only in the box because it just came from SAC. I brought oh, okay. an Emmy okay. to the hood. I brought it okay. to South Sac <laughs> for my mama to hold, for my brothers to hold, for them to recognize because this, this comes on the heels of my brother, right? This story is about my brother and my daughter. So yeah. on top of coming to celebrate, the family didn't even know it landed, mm. and I pull out an Emmy, <laughs> right, in the middle of South Sac, and my family's like, what? You dig what I'm saying? So like that also happened as a miracle and wonder. Man, listen. We gonna end on that note because again, this is gonna this is the ongoing dialogue. We're gonna we're gonna make our own mini series within the man to man podcast sure. series because this is beautiful and I always just radiate with our conversations. I'm gonna skip over how we usually end it. We usually ask for daily routines and rituals. Go check out the IG Live series me and Kariga did. You'll, yes. you'll get those tidbits there. All that body, soul, mind is there. But I, I hope people have caught the gems that, that have been put down here, the energy that's been put out here. I think even this, la this last piece, and I'm not, I'm not looking at it from a things perspective. You, know, you, you got the Emmy. That's beautiful. It's big. And like I said, cel celebrate those blessings that you get. However- it for me, it just really shines a spotlight on the bigger thing here that that I'm hoping again, all listeners have felt through this is that my true belief, and I, I dare you, I dare you to prove me wrong on this. There's always more good than bad in the world. There's yeah. always more love than hate in the world. Yeah. There's always better than worse in the world. There's always 
more than lack. And I know, I know in the hardest of times, God knows, even with this conversation, I've had my own things. Everybody in this world of 7 billion plus have had their own things. But in the grand scheme, once you cut through the clutter of social media, the clutter of mainstream media, the clutter of of the bigger machines leading you down what is out there in the world, once you cut that out, I dare you to not find and witness what we just listened to through you, Kariga, as well as just the the just the daily blessings that are out there. That is my <laughs> I'm putting it out there because I'm when gonna I see wait. you, I'm gonna hug you so tight. Because <laughs> likewise, you, your likewise. framing of words is so key to my experiences. But the space mm. you create, the the times we've been able to have these conversations, like I feel kickstarted for sure. Right, <laughs> this is like gonna be an amazing day. I have so much um, gratitude and clarity. And I I thank you so much, man, for forming this space. It's always massive love, right? But you doing this and us having this conversation today is flame emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I really appreciate that, man. This is beautiful. Absolutely, Kariga. Look, we're going to do it again. Like I said, this is a mini series. I'm going to figure out a clever name and we're just going to go. And we're just going to go and we're just going to go and we're going to keep spreading the positivity. We're going to keep spreading this beautiful energy because it's so necessary and it's there and it's there. Like I said, kick through the clutter and it's all there. I want to give you uh, and the listeners something to find. Please, really quickly. please, please. We talked about that, Emmy. Um, you can go on YouTube and find it. Look at the documentary, Dear Beloved. Okay. Dear Beloved is the name of the documentary. Uh, okay. And type in soul development, S-O-L development. You'll find a documentary and you'll also find an album called Dear Beloved that we put out. When did we release that? Soul Development? Must have been like, maybe like December of 2020, I think, maybe? Or okay. November? I can't remember, but it's, it's recent. And like, just just go get filled up. This yeah. three-track three project is going to fill you up. And uh, also enjoy the film. Check out, you know, what got us this honor. Yeah, absolutely. Kariga, uh, as love. always, it's, I mean, it's just it, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you, brother, for Always, going brother. man to man with me today. Oh, man. Massive love. Is there anything else you want to share uh, before I do my little wrap up? Is there anything else I want to share? Really, I'm just inviting everybody, man or woman, mm-hmm. um, to get their hands on Felicia's copy of Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for mothers investigating grief's process as it is. Uh, pregnancy loss, pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. Uh, I just think men have a whole lot of agency to create awareness in mm. this space. Yes. And whether you and your partner have experienced it or not, we can hold space, man, for that love. We can hold space with that empathy. So I'm just encouraging folks to take a look at that book, find it by, you know, you can really head to my Instagram. The link is in there. Yeah, the Felicia, the link is in there, but it's a really powerful framing and tool of words. And I was looking forward to celebrating her this month. Beautiful, beautiful. And you can follow Kariga at Kariga Bailey on IG, Soul Development. You're out there too, SOL. 
development on IG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is huge, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I hope I hope folks feel feel it today. They didn't just get a podcast production. They got a conversation between um, two souls that really uh, have a deep love and acknowledgement for one another. Just like many of us in the pandemic who have not been able to physically hold space. David and I haven't yet, but you can't right. tell us uh, that we're not connected for a larger work, a larger purpose, man. So I'm grateful. Thank you so Likewise. much. Likewise, brother. And we'll do it again. We'll do it again. In the meantime, folks, make sure to tell another brother, king or queen about man to man so we can keep these real conversations going and keep building each other up. And if there's someone else you want to listen to on man to man, connect with me on Instagram at W-A-S-I-C-K-I with Zicky on the gram. I'm there. Shout me out. Hit me up in the DMs. Let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear. And again, let's keep these things going. Until next week, fam. Peace, love, and fire emoji. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. That's more fire. More fire. More fire. Bet that. Big love, G. Peace. Peace, love, and fire emojis. That's how. There it is. There it is.